Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Amen. Make it count. Living a life of significance. And today I want us to talk about discipleship the dominant strategy. Ari and I have spent many years trying to gather pastors. Gather pastors. Because when we started, we felt alone. We didn't feel like... One, we, it's not a feeling. We didn't know what we were doing. That's not a feeling. It's obvious. We didn't know what we were doing. But also, we didn't have other people around us who knew what they were doing. So we have always looked out for those who are starting churches. Amen. And trying, uh, if you're in the studio audience, you may want to go slow on your phone. Uh, Trying to help them, uh, uh, you know, just fellowship, be there. Just being present with, you know, starting things is not easy. Yeah. And and many people start and fail. The the record shows that 90% of church plants fail. 90%. Yeah. 90% of church plants fail. And so it's been our desire for many years to walk alongside other people who are into planting churches, preaching the gospel, to learn from them, to learn from one another, to offer a place where people can just converse. So one of those days, I believe it was such a one meeting with other pastors. And I think, I remember it was at Endero Coffee. It was on a probably Tuesday afternoon. And so we had gathered with these pastors and with me was a one pastor, evangelist, apostle, teacher, B3. Yeah, yeah, a few years ago. And so people were going around talking about their ministries. We usually start because usually there's someone new in the meeting. So just talk about your ministry, your church, where it's based, what you do, what the vision is, what's going on. So when it was the worship of turn, I turned it over to B3. And she went on to speak. And apart from the fact that it was her unique voice and a lady's voice, I think, she started speaking like me. <laughs> I was shocked the way she took through the vision, the what what we are going to do, where we are going. Eh. I was like, this one. <laughs> and it occurred to me at that point that the, the whole thing called discipleship was working. Because between Pastor B3 and I, we started this journey when she was still on campus. And I don't know what she saw in me, but she always hung out with me. She would come to my office would go around causing chaos. One time we went to Entebbe for a youth camp. I had been invited to preach St. John's Youth Camp. Those in Entebbe, those two. Then I got there and I just thought she should preach. So I told her, you're preaching. <laughs> Woo! And she went ahead to bring the house down. Now that was the first time I, I was seeing her preach. I didn't know she could preach. 
I don't know her own story, how long she had been preaching. But I can stand confidently and say that many people may have many different sources of their own walk with Jesus, but in terms of myself and B3, I can say she's a person I have discipled. So when I see, when I see the way she speaks, uh, when I log on to her broadcast on Monday at 5 o'clock, the few times I'm able to do that, because of Monday being a complicated day in my world, being that I don't want nothing on Monday, uh, and I see all the people who follow her, all the testimonies, Worship harvest downtown. Yeah? Made for more mastermind. I'm like, Lord, you're good. And your mercy endures forever. Amen. I give thanks to God because I, I, I look at myself and say, man, if I had like 20 of these ones, the devil is in trouble and the trouble is in the devil. So, so discipleship is the dominant strategy for kingdom takeover. Yeah, it's the, dom- it's the one Jesus practiced. It's the one he left behind. And today, I want to urge you to embrace discipleship as the most important investment you will ever make while you can still breathe. Yeah, most important investment you'll ever make. Now, we've been going through this series, Living a Life of Significance, and we focused on four things. One is win the lost through evangelism. That's going very well right now, I think. I'm very, very, very happy. Mission or community leaders. I can't pay you. Only, even Paul said, there is laid up for me a crown. Only God can crown you. But he will crown you. Thank you. If I could and I had the money, I would buy each of you a house, MCV does, just, just so that you have your own, your own house. Yeah. I think in the future, I'm going to be giving those kind of gifts. But thank you. Win the lost. Disciple the found. Don't, don't just do evangelism and leave people on the street. That's like a mother going to the hospital after falling in love, of course, and nine months later, uh, I saw here, Mama White, some people do double, double. So you go to the hospital, push, two come out, then you go home and leave them in the hospital. To, to only, only to go back to the hospital, to push more. No, no, no. You go with them home. So MC leaders, the people you're leading to Christ, they should either join your mission or community or connect them to a mission or community near where they are. Amen. You can start mission or communities that use other languages. Okay? So that people are not trying to figure out your American English. Some of you, or Lusoka English, depending. Anyway, you just, yeah, you can create MCs in other languages. Amen? God is a God of nations and languages. So, win the lost disciple the found, send the disciple. People must be released 
There are nations in people. We can't just have people sitting around, warming pews, giving tithe, and thinking that they've done all they can for God. No, 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 no. I'm going to send you. My God. If you don't want to be sent, eh, find another church where you can live an insignificant life. If you stay in worship harvest, eh, you're going to be sent. Why? Because the Lord Jesus already sent you. So if I do anything that is contrary to what Jesus has already commissioned, I'm being an antichrist. Yeah, if Jesus has sent you. The Bible says, Jesus told the disciples, as the Father sent me, so send I you. Is that too complicated? Where did he send him from? From heaven. Heaven is not near. Ah. So for you to be sent means that you may need to leave Chaliwajala at least and go to Chira. But you can't just be born in Chaliwajala, raised in Chaliwajala, schooled in Chaliwajala, university in Chaliwajala, married in Chaliwajala, and what? Employed in Chaliwajala, built in Chaliwajala, died in Chaliwajala, buried in Chaliwajala. Go somewhere. Yeah. Shout out, I'm sendable. So three things to make your life count. Win the lost to Christ, disciple the found, and send the disciple. It's called apostleship. You were not born to be around around like a dad. Do you know a dad, D-U-D, a bomb that can't explode? Yeah. You are going. Say, I'm going. I'm going wherever he sends me. Some of you, it may not be far. It's just across the boundary wall. But still you go. <laughs> yeah. We've turned, Reggie McNeil said, we've turned sinners into evangelists. Because instead of going, we ask them to come to us. We've turned the sinners into missionaries. We want them to be the ones to come. No, no, no. Worship harvest, we are going. So you do these three things, or, and in addition, you support all the above. Amen. You support all the above. Okay, I'm going to remind us about Jesus. Matthew 4.23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Please put up for me the, the scriptures up on that screen. Uh, don't worry about the time. I'll use my clock. All right. And Jesus went up about all Galilee. One, doing what? Teaching in their synagogues. Two, preaching the gospel. And three, healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Matthew 9, 35 repeats this. and says, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Doing what? Teaching in their synagogues. Uh-huh. Preaching in the, the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every kind and every disease. Every, every healing, every sickness and every disease among the people. So three things Jesus did. One was preaching. One, another was teaching and another was 
healing. Give me Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38, which says that uh, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So, mathematics. I know there are mathematicians here. I've seen you. I've seen you. Even online, there are people. There's a reason you took math up to senior four. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever designed the curriculum knew you'd need it even in scripture interpretation. So, when you have preaching plus teaching plus healing equals Jesus' ministry. That's one of the verses, yeah? Then the other verse also says, preaching plus teaching plus healing equals Jesus' ministry, okay? Then the other verse says, then he says, okay, he does, he does preaching and teaching and he puts it in brackets. Preaching plus teaching puts it in brackets. And he calls it X. Okay? So then they say, what is X? X is Jesus' ministry equals healing plus X. What is X? Okay. So then he goes to Acts 38 and says, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So, derive. What is preaching and teaching? Aha! You see some people are still looking at me funny. It is doing good. The good that he did was preaching and teaching. Because he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Whoever knew you need mathematics in biblical interpretation? I can see some of you just no man, samosa, dahome, what? Doing good. The most good. The most good that you can do with your life is preaching and teaching. Because Jesus, who had a, a small window of opportunity out of eternity, he was in the beginning, he will be at the end. The tree of, of the tree of life is in Genesis and in Revelation. And that's Jesus. In other words, he's the, that's, he's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Through him all things were made. And in all of eternity, this small sliver of a moment, a hair's breadth Where he's like, I have only 33 years in time. Because God doesn't operate in time and space. But God condensed himself into a human being to operate in only 33 years. And out of the three, he only had three years. 90% preparation time, 10% operations. Those who are involved in different things, you could take that home. 
And so he decides in these three years, in this hair breadth, what do I do? How do I make it count? He didn't start a university. He didn't start an international business uh, thing. He didn't set up an NGO. What else? He didn't set up a hospital. He didn't... No. He didn't do any of those things. Now, I'm not saying quit your job. If we all went into building churches, there would be no one to preach to. But while you're doing your job in that school, in that bank, on the street, in that taxi, on that border, you must do good. You must do good. Amen. Jesus, you see the Bible says that the, the, the wisdom of man is less than the foolishness of God. Like after you finished all man's wisdom and you've gone out of the roof, the man's wisdom is done. Then God's stupidity begins. Okay, foolishness. And the, the foolishness of God is preaching and teaching. That's what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians. We looked at it last week. He calls it the foolishness of... It pleased God. It pleased God. Through the foolishness of preaching to save the world. Yeah. Yeah. You can't buy human souls from hell. No. You can't have a lot of money. Can't do it. You can't inject them injections out of it. Yeah. You can't even feed them out of it. All these things we are called to do, by the way. You can't educate them. In fact, the more you educate them, the more hell-bound they seem to become. Why? Because they are being filled with the wisdom of the world, which is less than the foolishness of God. Preaching, teaching, healing. That's what Jesus did. Jesus said, of all the things he said he would do, he said, I will build my church. My goodness. The, The only thing Jesus has promised to build is the church. He didn't say, I will set up a business that will go from Rome to Alexandria to Carthage. No. I will build my church. For you to get on with business, you see, every family has a business. There's what we call family business. If you're a Madvani, you can't deny sugar. Yeah. Like, how do you be in a Madvani family and then they tell you that you can no longer take sugar? You are in a Mukwano family and then you say no cooking oil. Hey! Over you can't use soap. No, 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 no. Once you are in there, the family business is clear. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Hmm. Yeah. If you join the Kawesa family, instantly you are into pistol control what those kind of things if you end up your man's family you are into design whether you like it or not 
That's the family business. Now, our Father in heaven has a family business. And he sent his son to get that family business operational on earth. It is called what? The church. Ha. Oh. The day you understand what I'm saying, eh? may it be today. I will be my church. He said, I'll set up a university. By the way, we are going to build a university. Right here. We are going to do all those other things. But those are incidental. Those are to support the main business. You see all these drinks, Fanta, Sprite, Stony, Sijui, what? They are all there to support one drink. Coke. Coke. Yeah. Can you imagine Coca-Cola without Coke? Until now they are only into Fanta and, and the Minrota. No. I want to ask you who is listening to me. If God is your father, huh? <laughs> get into the family business. Which is what? The church. Why the church? That's where it is exclusively mandated to this business of preaching, teaching, and healing. Because I can tell you, government sets laws, creates security, etc. And they can be nice to the church, but they are not involved. Their primary role is not preaching, teaching, and healing. Business's primary role is profit. Profit. You don't expect business people to come together to develop a strategy for discipleship and evangelism. No, that's not the core role of business. It's to make money. And there's no problem with making money. None at all. I wrote a book about money. Yeah. So now the church has a primary role. We can feed the poor, but that's not our primary role. Yeah. We can build hospitals to treat the sick, which we are going to do, by the way, here. That's not our primary role. We can do all these helps, helps ministries to help people uh, have a certain degree of comfort in life here on earth. But all that is incidental. Our primary role is preaching, teaching, healing. Amen. And how do we succeed at that? Discipleship. Discipleship. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority in heaven and on earth, we used to read together by the way, has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So Jesus comes to his disciples and says, Dudes, 
all authority. All. And then he knows there is going to be some Ugandan Pentecostals who will say all of this is only spiritual what? Authority. You know? Abomination of the desolation in the holy place. You know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. We pull down. We pull down. Okay. You have that one. But also on earth. Yeah. Yeah. All authority where? In heaven and on earth. Now, remember the people he's talking to are in hiding. They've been running away from the authorities. Yeah. Most of the time they were behind locked doors. I don't think it was very usual in those days for people to lock their doors. But these ones locked theirs. So the only way Jesus could come in was through the wall. Yeah. You've locked, then the guy is right there. Seated on the corner of the table. Where did you pass? So these are not people who are walking around feeling the confidence that you feel right now when we talk about Jesus. These are fugitives. The authority, the known authorities are Pilate, the representative of, 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 of Caesar. He's looking for them. Herod, the locustuge, is looking for them. The Sanhedrin, the, the, the leaders of the temple, who were the Sadducees, like some guy said, they yeah, are sad, you see? Sadducees. Sanhedrin is looking for them. The Pharisees are looking for them. Everyone who has some sort of authority wants these people. Wanted dead or alive. Then the guy find you there, finds you there, you're hiding, and he says, Relax, fellas. We are now in charge. I think they are looking at him saying, Have you ever been told something? And then you look behind you. Because think they are addressing someone else. They tell you, you're going to be a billionaire in dollars. Huh? Yeah. Like, like, all authority, we, 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 we are the ones running. We have no authority. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. no. You've got it wrong. I have all the authority. And now I'm giving it to you. And it, he tells them the purpose for the authority, which is what? To make disciples, to disciple. Disciple is a verb. It's not a noun. The controlling verb in that statement is disciple. That's why the more literal versions say God disciple all the nations. Amen. So it's a bit like if I tell you go make dinner. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The dinner is like a noun or pronoun, whatever you want to choose to call it. 
But when I say go cook, yeah, go cook dinner. The controlling verse there is verb is the cooking. So to disciple is like to cook. So the dinner can't just assemble itself somehow and ends up at the table. No, you cook. So that's the whole process of discipling, of making disciples. God disciple all the nations. And he says, this is the, the purpose of the authority. Look at this guy's authority. Isaiah 9 verse 7. Verse 7. Give me only verse 7. It says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. First wait. So, th- those who have a fatalistic end view of life on earth, where it's like, we are going to be oppressed, 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 until we are no more where people have denied the Lord, what? Then, then he will rescue us. Jesus is not coming for a failing church. Jesus is coming for a triumphant church. Yeah. Why? Because of the increase of his government. It's only us who let the devil win when we don't use the strategy Jesus gave us. But as long as we use the strategy Jesus gave us, we, we, the church must be winning. Because of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward. Even forever. He doesn't say it will end when the Antichrist comes. No. Forever. Says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You see, there was a season in church history, especially the 70s and early 80s, when there was too much emphasis on the end times and it became even the method for evangelism. When the Lord returns tonight, will you be ready? So maybe that emphasis was needed at the time. People may have become too lascivious and earthly focused. But now it went on the extreme end that we've lost focus of the fact that <laughs> the end times is not supposed to be a thing where we are down, crushed, hiding, then he rescues us. No, he's coming for victorious people. That's why he says that this gospel shall be preached. The gospel of the kingdom to all nations and then the end shall come. How shall it be preached to all nations when we are in hiding? That means the end cannot come as long as we are in hiding. Right now, there are about 7.5 billion people on earth and only about 1 billion of those really have a relationship with Jesus. That means this whole thing of coming... It's a long way off because six billion people haven't yet heard the gospel. Okay, that's my estimate. No one knows. I could say this and it's tonight, but I don't care. Whenever it happens, me, I will be ready. But I just want to ask us to examine our theology and what effect it is having on missions. We are not called to live in defeat. That's why he says the, the increase of his government. Do you see that? It's not government. No, increase of the government. There will be no end. It means that the government of Jesus from the day he was resurrected and ascended to heaven has been increasing every year. 
the impact of the gospel upon the, the planet must increase every single year exponentially. That's why you people, you must be ready to go to the nations. Yeah. Yeah. Nations. This church is going to send people who are going to take over nations. I urge you this week, take a step of faith. Buy a world map. Yeah. And, and pin it in your home. And start praying for God to show you a nation on that map. Yes. Yes! Don't stop in Chaliwajala. Born in Chaliwajala, died in Chaliwajala, buried in Chaliwajala. Well, they even ask you, do, do you know Tinder? No way is in Tinder. Because you're too Chaliwajalized. That... Amen. I believe I'm still on point. So he says, for this reason, go and disciple all the nations. Why? Because of the authority. In other words, any time we claim the authority of God or claim to use it for anything that's outside of the main purpose of its being given, which is making disciples, we are abusing it. Yeah. If I tell Liz that least all 200 million things has been given to me go therefore and buy a plot in Bulindo and then I find Liz cruising around in the latest vids And I'm like, please, is this bit part of, from the land for Bulindo? Yes, yes, of course. What do you think is going on here? The resources have been misallocated. Now, she may be enjoying the bit. Yeah. Just because you're enjoying it doesn't mean that the resources are being used for the right thing. Some people think that maturity in Christ is enjoyment. No, that's for children. It's children whose sole purpose in life is to enjoy. For them, they don't see anything else. It's like, why, why are we going to school? You go and ask your kids their favorite time of school. Break. Break. When finally the teacher has to let you go so you can play. Praise God! Praise God! I have a testimony. The teacher gave us a break. And you're like, how much learning and development and growth is happening in the break? Nothing. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, the purpose of the authority is to disciple. It's to make disciples. Nothing else. And then it says, make disciples of all the nations. Ma, ma, ma. 
Ah, wait, let me first talk about a, a bit about disciples. In fact, I see myself finishing this sermon today. There is a very clear difference between disciples and believers. Not all believers are disciples. And not all disciples are believers. Hmm. Because disciples are students. That's the meaning of the word, mathetes. Peoples, learners. People who are learning after the life of Jesus. Who are growing in the competence and character of Christ. Do you know that can happen to a person before they get saved? Yeah, that's why there are so many non-saved people who behave a lot more like Jesus than a lot of saved people. Unfortunately. But let me just demonstrate this. John chapter 8. Jesus had a conversation with believers. And this is how it begins. I'll only give you the beginning and the end. And I'll let you decide what could have happened in the middle. Please, when you read these verses, I want you to understand that this is the same conversation in the same place with the same group. They've not cropped. This is not Photoshop here. So this is how it begins. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, we used to read together, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. First of all, before you go further, right there there is a clue as to how become, to become a disciple indeed. Because you can be a disciple in word and not indeed. Those who say things they don't do or mean. This is why do you think he adds the word indeed there? If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Not glance in my word. Not be interested in a season when there's a, a, a week of word emphasis at such. No, abiding. Knowing that there's a village called Bethany and who lived there. That's an internal joke for people here in the studio. So he said to those Jews, who did what? Who believed? Were they believers? Yes. And says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. In other words, you can be a believer who doesn't know the truth. Because he says you shall know. It doesn't say you have known. I will not even ask you about your levels of knowledge or ignorance as far as the truth is concerned. But it always shows up in our lives. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How free you are shows how much of the truth you know. Yeah. Free from all the things that other people have excuses for. So this is Jesus. Do you see how nicely this conversation is going? Between the people that Jesus is talking to who have believed in him? I, am I the only one seeing this? This is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. Jesus and the believers, they are having a deep conversation about being disciples. Uh, take me back. Take me back. Say to those Jews who believed. If, what does if mean? There is a condition. 
If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. In other words, you can be believers who are not disciples because you don't abide in his word. And so, an argument broke out about this next verse here. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you feel. Now, by the time this conversation ends, take me to verse 59. Then they took up stones to throw at him. Worship of his pastors are very familiar with this verse. All these people who come to your location, they are like doves. They are like the beloved of the Lord. They are, they are so nice. Manangi, when you're hugging them at the entrance, welcome to garage this morning. Welcome to garage this morning. Welcome to garage this morning. Oh, oh, oh. Until you issue an instruction that requires them to grow. Then they treat you the same way these believers treated Jesus. They stop coming. They stop taking your calls. They leave the WhatsApp group. They start posting contrary information on the WhatsApp group. They start another WhatsApp group on the side where you are not a member. And they start discussing how to rebel against you and the instructions you are giving. I know these things because these things have happened. Nothing. You, you rebels. You are not, there is nothing original you are doing. Yeah. Then they took up stones to throw at Jesus. Jesus had to hide himself. nice in church to Jesus as long as until you tell them okay now it's time to grow it's time to do evangelism it's time to go to the mission of frontier it's time to join the mission of community it's time you stop being around around it's the, uh, like, uh, uh, this church no God has not told me She's too much. What? Clear difference between disciples and, and, and believers. The disciples, they abide in his word, in the word of Jesus. Now, that means if I'm your leader, you must abide in my word also. As long as it's in line with the word of Jesus. You can't abide in the word of a leader when it is not, when it is misaligned from Jesus. But didn't Jesus tell us to, to go and do evangelism? So as your leader, if I don't emphasize, if I don't amplify what Jesus has said, you see, the way networks work, if, even those of you who are using Facebook and YouTube right now, you have you are using a telecom network, uh, signal. Do you know how signals work? You, the, your signal is not coming from Airtel headquarters or MTN headquarters directed to you. Dude, there are boosters along the way. Because the signal gets weak. Just because Jesus said it 2,000 years ago and it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's working in your life. It's too weak in your life. You need me to amplify it and come and tell you, you know what? 
it's time to go and run for evangelism. Why? Jesus told us to go and do evangelism. So now you're going. Yay! Yes! Yeah! Yeah! I can see the levels of excitement in this place. So, I'm telling you, I'm teaching you something here. It's not enough to say me, I'm abiding in Jesus' word. No, who is bringing Jesus' word to life in your life? If, if it could work in your life without a preacher, it would be working. You wouldn't need church. You would be living like Jesus. But some of you live like the devil because you've refused to abide in my word. But they took up stones. Believers were stoning Jesus. Wow. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> Isn't it supernatural? Wow. <laughs> they took up stones to stone the master because he challenged them about their beliefs. Look, the Bible either changes you or offends you. If it's leaving you neutral, there is a problem. Yeah. 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 Once the word of God is preached and you're neutral, neither offended, nor challenged, nor encouraged, there is a problem. Yeah. There is a problem. You either have to be encouraged or challenged or even offended. Like, why is he talking about me? Yeah, like some of you. You think that you are the one I'm talking about. That someone sent me a WhatsApp message about you and how you refused. And you think I'm addressing you. Cabraca. Hey! Ah! Hey! I said, ah, ah. thank Jesus. Eh, eh, eh. Says, make disciples of all the nations, not Chaliwajala only. Chaliwajala is not all the nations. That equation is not there. That. Charlie Wajala equals all the nations. No! <laughs> all the nations. Romans 1.5 says, Through him we've received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Worship harvest. It's not over until it's all the nations. Mm -mm. It can't be Chaliwajala only. All the nations. That's why we say we've received grace and apostleship. Grace is the embrace. Come as you are, sinner. Apostleship is the sending. Now go. That word apostleship, the word apostle, the Latin word, it, the Greek word is Apostolos and the Latin word is missio. 
yeah. The Latin derivative. Mission. Out of which you get mission and missionary. Another very interesting derivative of that word in English is missile. Mm. You are a missile. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 127, his quiver is full of them. He shall speak with the enemies in the gate. The way God speaks with the devil in the gate, he says, my children, my children, my children, he says they are like arrows. An arrow is a missile. Like God, God talks to Satan and says, I have three. Agenda kuta. Agenda kuta. Then I have the no. Then I'm going to bring you blesso. Then I will bring you angio. Then I will bring you timo. You know, they all end, they all end with O. And says, then God sits down. Can I have a chair? My goodness. Then God sits down and says, bring coffee. No, don't bring coffee. Just, just. Then he cuts off. And he's like, Aunt Devil, you said you can fight. Are you the missile that when God puts in his bow and aims, it goes and hits a target and destroys the works of the devil? Are you one of those misers? It falls right here. <laughs> and it explodes on the people who are trying to. <laughs> You've seen those things in the movies, Pastor Aaron. They, they put a thing, you know those, those motors. Hmm? Some of you, when I say motors, you don't know how they work. The things which they put and they grab their ears and face those then it goes, then they put another then they put one and right there <laughs> my god unsendable missiles they just fall right there where the launcher is to explode and destroy the launcher Charlie Wajala. Those missiles are called Charlie Wajala. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Grace and apostleship for obedience. To the faith among all nations for his name. Wow. Let me show you something. If you leave this place, two strategies. There are two different strategies. 
If you leave this place and decide to lead 100 people to the Lord every day, non-stop, no, even Christmas, they call you for a funeral, you still lead 100, the wedding, 100, non-stop. In three years, you lead 109,000 people. In six years, 209,000. You'll be a mega minister, by the way. These are big churches right here. By 30 years, you'll have led 1,095,000 people to the Lord. But this is 100 a day. Now, you can typically tell future performance by analyzing previous performance, track record. Track record will give you a clue about the future. So who here in the studio think you can do 100 a day? Okay. No, no. For the record, those who are watching us online, no hand has gone up. The other strategy is to disciple 10 people. 10. You're like, I'm going to pick 10 people. I will not quit my job. But I'm going to disciple 10 people. And the whole point is that after three years, like Jesus, because Jesus had 12, but said, let me do less. After three years, they should each all be able to disciple 10. That's the multiplier. Only three years. And then you don't move on from the ten. You disciple those for the rest of your life. Only ten. But then you're like, these are human beings. You see, every strategy is perfect until people get involved. <coughs> yeah, because people have issues. Even Jesus, his team, one betrayed him. One doubted him. One denied him. Others forsook him. And they all fled. They, sook, they all forsook him and fled. So, let's say, let's factor in human failure and say the success rate will be 50%. So, out of your 10, only 5 will be multipliable. After the first 3 years, you have 5 multipliable ones. After six years, 25. Now when they say, Kundi Atani Kobuereza, no one is calling you for any radio or television interviews. Even your book will not sell when you have 25. After nine years, 125. After 12 years, 625. After 15 years, 3,125. Now, by this time, people are starting to respect you a little bit. But it's been 15 years. You've lost friends. What? Eh? <coughs> After 18 years, remember we are multiplying by five, yeah? Every three years. 18 years, 15,625. After 21 years, 78,125. Meanwhile, after 21 years, the other guy of 100 people a day has 766,000. So you still have a tenth. After 24 years, 390,000. The other one has 870,000. So you're still doing less than half. After 27 years, 1.9 million. Now the results are starting to show. 27 years later. After 30 years, 9.7 million. 9.7 million. 
9.7 million. Give me Isaiah 62, verse 22. 9.7 million. Isaiah 60, verse 22. Isaiah 60, verse 22. I'll read it. It says, A little one shall become a thousand. And a small one, a strong nation, I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. It's possible. In its time. It takes time. That's why people don't do discipleship. It's long term. By the time B3 was speaking like me, it had been more than 10 years. It takes time. But if you stick with it. Now, I asked earlier, how many people can lead 100 people to the Lord? No one put up their hand. Let me ask now, how many people can disciple 10 people? 10 people, only 10. And even with 50% failure rate. Yeah, that's everyone here. So if it can happen, if you can do 9.7 million, which is almost 10 million, after 30 years, one of us, that means if 10 of us could do, 100 million people. 100 of us would be doing a billion people. That's the strategy. And I can tell you, you can disciple 10 people. Very well. Without quitting your job. You teach. Amen. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second Timothy 2, 2. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Four generations of disciples. Four generations. This will come up quickly. Who is one of your favorite disciples? Who is present? Come, 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 come as you talk. Come as you are, come as you talk. Mm. Who, who, who here is one of your favorite disciples? One of the location pastors. Solomon Antario. Antario, come, Antario, come. <laughs> Solomon, come, come, come. We need mics. <laughs> Yes. Macabra. Anakazo. Anakazo. Hey. Very serious evangelist. Anointed. Appointed. <laughs> and and who is one of your favorite disciples? Like a uh, court leader, MC leader, who is here present? Yeah, present. Mebo. I can't hear you. Oh, Mebo. Mebo is present. Mebo, come. <laughs> Mebo, come. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. There's a lifting of the hand. Mebo, is any of your disciples here? No, but I'm sure they are watching. They are watching. They are hosting. Name us one of them. Rona. Rona. Can we have a Rona representative? Someone to represent Rona. Come on. Anyone who can represent uh, Rona. There she is. Yes, Florence is representing Rona. Extend near me. Don't fear me. Wow. wow. Come, come, come closer this way. Nancy. Yeah, yeah. This is how you do it. 
I never found Solomon. I've just seen her in these days on fire. But when Pastor Bethany tells me how they started, you know the thing they do? This is how it started. This is how it is going. This is going so well. But these are like, because she's representing Rona, her name is Florence. Uh, you said this is Mabel. 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 You see, I don't even know Mabel's yes. name. The things you've had from me among many, many witnesses. witnesses, because there are witnesses here. Yes. Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Angela, Dr. Emmanuel, Pastor Chris, Pastor Lynette. How do I demonstrate this? I don't. So this one is not alone. There are many witnesses. The things you've heard from me, Amma, many, many commit witnesses. this to faithful men and women. How do you know they are faithful? They are able to teach, teach others, others also. And not only that, these ones are also even able to teach, teach others. Now on this side of me, you have Uncle Ben, Auntie Joy, Patty, and others who have invested in me. Now, by the time you reach there, there is a lot of people. A lot of people you don't know. Remind me, Mebo, right? Yes. Yeah. If you ask me about Mebo, I don't know. I don't know where she stays. I don't know where she works. She can confidently say, Mebo is my person. Yeah. As far as this thing of Jesus is concerned, she's carrying forward the mission of Jesus. And there are many people here in this audience and those who are watching us online who can do this same exercise right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, even if you took me out of this picture, the mission of Jesus continues. You see that? But if all you have is a crowd around you that is dependent on you for bread, and you don't have this, the day you are taken out of the picture, the mission is dead. I want to challenge every single leader listening to me. If you want to have the anointing of Paul, you must have at least four generations of disciples. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you know. That's when you can say, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. You know, people, they put that verse on everyone's funeral. Even those who were not involved at all in fighting the good fight. Please don't make us liars when you die. But what's the good verse to put? Meanwhile, someone is calling you from Nasser Road. Hey, where are the 
order of service, order of service, we are late, we are late. Yes, we are printing. What verse should we put there? Then you go into your phone. Put a photo, put flight. What? Have you? Beating your wife is not a good fight. We're out of time already. Wow. I'll just let this picture stay a little bit longer. For emphasis, where are your disciples, children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, great great grandchildren? I know this one is impressive. Oh, Rona. Rona. Even I know there are people here behind Rona. Mm. Let me demonstrate to you that these numbers are true. Worship Harvest is 14 years old. We are not yet 15. 15, you are supposed to have 3,125. But in our discipleship stream, the people, I'm not talking about people who say they belong to Worship Harvest. Well, nowadays, everyone can say they belong to Worship Harvest and we don't know about you. But those we can account for, those who are in a missional community where they are under a huddle leader who is under a missional community leader. Pastor Angela, please send me that picture. Who is under a cohort leader, who is under a location ozono pastor, who is under a cluster leader, who is under Ari and myself. They are about 4,000. 4,000. 4,000 disciples in worshipers. We are a church of disciples. Worshipers has slightly over 5,000 people. And out of those 5,000, only 1,000 we cannot account for. 4,000. Pastor Angela, have you sent? Four thousand fifty-eight, to be exact. Four thousand fifty-eight people. Of these, we have one hundred seventeen cohort leaders. Yeah, one hundred seventeen cohort leaders. Three hundred forty-eight mission or community leaders. Three hundred forty-eight. These are the ones giving the devil a headache. Salvations every week. They are, they, are, they are miracle workers, these ones. You see that we think that to have miracles, everyone should come to the church building. We do a whole show of it with television on. No. People are making people walk. Those things. No cameras, no TV. Walking. They only got the testimony of the old woman who hadn't walked for many years. Who was walking around the village because of a visit from those children, Abana Baba worship. Abana Baba worship. And that's how it should be. It shouldn't be. Let me take you to my pastor. Mose is going to lay hands. My name the miracles will happen. No, no, no. Jesus said, greater works. In other words, as we go these ends, greater works manifest down the, the, the road. 
506 hurdle leaders. And 4,058 people in this discipleship stream. And of those, I know some because we've been together many years. But those that I can say, I know if this person is broke, has money or not, uh, fought with a spouse, uh, work is tough, this one is not sleeping enough, red eyes. This one, this one's family is going through this. This one's parent, this what? This, no, those are very few. In fact, I have only very few. Yeah. I'll not name them. This, some people think I've excluded them, but they are very few. You people can have your seats. A little one shall become a thousand. God loves me. God loves this little boy here. For he has become a thousand. Amen. And if Jesus studies, become a great nation. How does that happen? I have to be getting those around me to become great nations themselves. Greatness is in multiplication. Not in being a big deal. The biggest trees are found in the forest. Yeah, where you would think, if you have one big tree, how can we accommodate other big trees? No. The biggest trees are in the forest. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Your compound doesn't have a big tree. Because they, they work well together. They encourage one as they are looking for, for sun, sunlight. They keep stretching. They, they help each other stretch. But when you are surrounded by shrubs, you end up a shrub yourself. Whoa. I've been pushing this. I'm telling them, I see in you 10,000, 10,000, 10,000 people. Yeah. You can't just be there leading education of 123 people for forever. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're growing old. Mwaka kumwaka, mwaka kumwaka, it is C. It is okay. What, what do you need to do right now? Yeah. Those who are in the studio, let's stand and, and, and just start praying. I'm going to invite Pastor Angela and V3 to come. What do you do now? One, you need to give your life to Jesus. This whole thing doesn't work if you are not plugged into the, the giver of life. And then some of you, you gave your life to Jesus once. But then life happened. And you, you are there, you don't know where you are. Jesus is calling you back to himself. To recommit your life to him. 
three, if this discipleship thing is to work, you can't be running around from church to church. Commit to the church. Commit to say, I'm going to stick here until I grow. Commit to the church, to this church. Or if you are listening to me and you are from another church, commit to that church. Don't be one of those who say, me, I, I, I go to the cell or the missional committee of this church, but on Sunday I attend the other church. And then during the week I attend the other fellowship. And then my tithe, I send it to the United States, to the other televi television minister. You're not going anywhere. The Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the house of the Lord. Planted means planted. You don't wake up every morning when the trees in your compound have changed position. Why? Because they are planted, they are fixed. Let me tell you, some of you think that ah, ah, if I don't go to the other place, I will not grow. No. Where are your eyes not what grows you? Obedience is what grows you. The biggest currency of growth in the kingdom is obedience. Yeah. Let me tell you, even Jesus, Jesus, the best preacher in history, lost one called Judas. So it's not about who, where you go. It's not about the preacher. Yeah. Even Jesus, the best preacher, lost some. So get planted. If you are in worship harvest, being planted means joining a missional community. Yes. And attending faithfully. This business of just being on the rotor. They ask you, you don't even know that your missional community already was moved to another zone. It's under a new cohort leader. You've never been there for, for months. Then you find people talking a new language and you're shocked. You're not planted. So join a missional community and go for evangelism yes. and go to the frontier. Amen. And then some of you, you are already at a point where you need to lead a missional community. Because that's how you disciple. Once you start leading a missional community, you're already involved in discipling in worship service. Amen. Band, band, please come up. Band. And then at one point, you're going to plant a church. Because you are sendable. You are sendable. You are obedient. For obedience to the faith among all nations. Are you blessed this morning, afternoon? Amen, amen. Alright, I'm going to invite those of you who need to make a decision to follow Jesus. To be your Lord and Savior, I'm going to invite you to do that uh, at the different at the different um, host centers in the different homes. Uh, maybe you're watching us alone. Maybe you're even watching this after the service is already done. Today is the day of salvation. It's the most important decision you'll ever make ever in your life. This, it's worth stopping for you to say, this is it. This is it. So wherever you are, at that host center, at that home, because I don't want it to be a secret decision. You're not joining the secret service. You're joining the army of the Lord. So 
I want you to go public with your faith. Go public with your faith. So wherever you are, I want you to put your hand up at the count of three. One, two, three. You just put your hand up wherever you are if you made that decision. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you wherever you are. Uh, there's a number on your screen for those who are watching us by yourself. It's going to come up shortly. 0775642449. I, I want you to get in touch and let us know you made that decision. Just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for life. Thank you that today I make the most important decision of my life following you. Forgive my sins, take my life, and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Your hosts at the host centers, the broadcast centers, are in the homes are going to take down your contacts. We want to send you some material to help you on your walk with Jesus. And please get in touch through that number. Amen. Uh, Jesus went about preaching, teaching, and healing. If you're sick in any part of your body, anywhere, it doesn't matter. I want us to pray. Because our Father is faithful. He's faithful. God doesn't want you to walk around in pain. He wants you to be minding his business. So sickness and pain are, can slow you down from minding his business. So he wants to take care of that. So I'm going to pray. Father, thank you for whoever is joining us and they may be feeling any kind of sickness or discomfort, be it in their tummies, in their stomachs, in their legs, in their minds, in their heads. Whatever organ that is, will be maybe it's their heart, whether it's a skin condition, whatever it is, on the right leg, whatever it is, we thank you, Father, because you are the healer and you've already provided atonement and healing for all of it. So we rebuke that sickness in the name of Jesus and command it to go far away from you, from your body, from your family, from your house. In the name of Jesus, we command fruitfulness upon you that whatever has hindered fruitfulness, I command it to depart from you in the name of Jesus right now that you shall bear fruit in all ways, physically, spiritually, work-wise, economically, business-wise, you shall be fruitful as you serve. Whatever you do, profit, non-profit, may you bear fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. The big word I'm hearing is obedience. It's obedience to every instruction, is obedience to, to every word. Um, do not be anxious. <laughs> do not be anxious. Give it all to God. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Give it all to God. I, I guess was, the least candidate to lead a location, right? Like if you were to pick, like, you know, they've sent someone to Uganda to pick people that should lead a location. Um, I don't think I would have made the cut. But I walked in obedience. I walked in obedience, started their location. When they said, do this, you do it. Sometimes it hasn't yet even reached your heart or your mind or you don't understand. <sighs> or sometimes you have an instruction and you're weighing it against all the things that you are doing. I have a child, 
I'm just married. I've just started recording an album. I've got this invitation to do a degree. I don't know where or, you know, whatever the reasons are. But, but God who's asking you to do the things that he's asking you to do knows that you have a child, knows that you've just started a new job at MTN, knows that you're just married, knows that you're trying to get pregnant, knows that you need money, I don't know for what, knows that your dream job has been to be a poet or whatever. But he's asking you to do this thing. And so just walk in obedience. Just walk in obedience. Walk in obedience and allow him to mold and turn and, 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 and take care of your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that God wants for you will be added to you. So please walk in obedience. The thing about the word of God is that it comes with the power to perform the thing that he's asking you to do. And for that thing to happen, you must walk in obedience. Join the MC. Do evangelism, host garage, whatever it is, just be obedient. I just want to confirm that word. All I'm hearing, every scripture that's coming to me, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessel, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Every person who God has placed directly over you, some of you wish you were under the one who is over the one who is over you yes. but you have a treasure in that earthen vessel and God wants to lead you through that shepherd that missional leader that cohort leader, that zonal pastor that location pastor, that cluster leader, there is a treasure in that vessel there is a treasure in that vessel you have received grace and apostleship for obedience for obedience. The picture that came to my mind is Elisha and Elijah. Incredible anointings. The only man recorded to have received a double portion of the anointing. Yeah. But the first time Elijah throws his mantle on Elisha, and Elisha forsakes everything, the first level of anointing was the anointing to follow. Yes. The anointing to obey. He followed him for years. And why did he receive a double portion? He said, if you see me leave, in other words, if you stick with me and follow me to the end. Some of you have been greatly anointed and you know it. God has shown you the future. And now you're struggling to follow because there's a dream. But God is saying to you, if you can't follow, you can't lead. The first level of anointing is the anointing to follow, to be led, to walk in obedience, to subject yourself to another. You have a treasure in that earthen vessel. God has given worship harvest as a house the treasure of Apostle Mose in an earthen vessel. Everything that's happening is that when we, for us we receive and we pass on. And that that's the wisdom of God. There is a time that will come when you will be the one running something and yet you will still need to be under another. That's how you will excel. Child of God, walk in obedience. You have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God. Subject yourself to that leadership. Obey. Do what they tell you to do. Stop having a thousand opinions. Stop, stop having, don't allow yourself to be the one who you're always questioning. And there's nothing wrong with, with you know, having a different opinion sometimes. But if that's, that's the spirit, it's a contrary spirit. We have this treasure. You have this treasure. We have a treasure. 
which the treasure that God has given you, it's in an earthen vessel. It's in an earthen vessel. Receive the anointing to follow, to obey, to obey, and that's where your acceleration is going to come from. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your children. Wherever you are, even here in the studio, and those who are watching us, if you can just lift your hands. Thank you, Father. We lift these hands. Say, there isn't much we bring, but with you we have everything needed to change the direction of our nations, the direction of our families, of our communities, our cities, many, many, many people. So we commission you wherever you are, start a mission or community in any part of the world, in any place, in any language. May the Lord give you the wisdom to do it. To start that a small one may become a thousand and the little one a great nation. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the blessing of multiplication. We receive it. I, I command it upon you, friends. The blessing of multiplication that you shall be a nation of believers. Of believers, followers of Jesus. World changers. People who establish justice and equity and grace and love and a different kind of politics. A different way to do business. A different way to, to lead families. A different way to do things. May you multiply and become great nations. In Jesus' name, amen. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.